I'm just so pumped up as we've been dealing with uh, the year slash decade of the mouth pay. It's been revelation and insight and unloosening and, and breaking and opening and all those type of things in my life and transforming me as well. And I trust that it's been happening for you uh, as well as you've been applying and being doers of the word. And so just be open. Let your heart be open today because there is going to be a, a, a downpour and, and, and this could almost, I'm going to say as much as I can, uh, you know, t today uh, without being too long. But just I, again, I just want to encourage your spirit just to be open to receive some things I'll be saying. Um, uh, it's, it's coming to me. Uh, it'll be just some fresh downloads, some things that God has spoken, some things you know. But uh, God will be opening up our eyes to this and really just unlocking and un unloosening some things for us in this season. Because we are in such a high, potent, spiritual time. I just want to say to some that know, I'll deal with more of this part in the end. But I just want to say El Shana Tova to everyone. Uh, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we have begun just a high time, a high season. Uh, the spirit atmosphere is so potent. Uh, there are portals, uh, as many apostles you know, have declared and prophets and and I, understand, I know this to be true as well, that there are portals in the heavens. So uh, it is such a sensitive and critical time, you know, and for us to be dealing with the mouth in this season, in this high time, uh, that just lets me know it's exciting uh, because God wants to be able to do something. So, uh, so just have your spirit open. We are going to run. It's going to be so much release. And I just believe it'll almost just be kind of like a part one because what we're going to be dealing with today, for those that saw the thumbnail, uh, you shall decree a thing. There's so much, you know, in regards to that. But I want to begin with this thought uh, because it's very significant when we look at current events within the past 48 hours, uh, perhaps even 72. Uh, but we've had something in the United States of America very significant that took place. And you might look at it on the natural. Actually, I, I, I kind of saw this coming just going with the natural. Um, but we had a Supreme Court justice who passed away. Uh, recently upon the eve or within this time period of Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. So we had a Supreme Court justice, and we, we know her to be Ruth um, uh, uh, Baynard uh, Ginsburg, if I, if I get the, her maiden name correctly. If I'm saying that, let me just, Bader, Bader, uh, Bader Ginsburg. So she, she passed away. And so I'm, I'm not speaking specifically in regards to her life, but there's just the significance of that seat and that office of the Supreme Court. And, and just that transitioning happened. And of course, you know, she had been battling cancer. And so it, it actually was to be expected. And, you know, she had been a champion for so many things and for so long, she's overcome a whole lot. But all that to say this, going back to the seat, going back to the office of the Supreme Court, of that transition and that opening. And so, uh, again, for those that, 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 that know, and of course you know this, the Supreme Court in the United States of America is very, very important as it pertains to the rules and laws of our land. And so what they have the responsibility of doing is either making rulings or, or making laws or upholding uh, precedent, things that have already been established as precedent, upholding rulings and upholding laws. But more specifically, uh, what they have the responsibility of doing is interpreting and declaring what has been said uh, of our United States Constitution, that which holds our nation together. And so now we have a Supreme Court justice who has had that responsibility to be able to make decrees, 
come on now, <laughs> to make decrees who has passed away. And so um, uh, there's, there's, there will be a ton of contention about this opening, but that's not for me to speak on at this particular moment. Uh, but I want to draw a parallel for us today in that regards, you seeing what's taking place in the natural and the symbolism of it and the significance of it in the spirit, um, especially as God's been talking with us about our mouths and not only this year, but this decade. And so last week, uh, and matter of fact, I do want to make this point because Supreme Court justices, uh, when, when they are, uh, in, in, I don't want to say inducted, but whatever that term is um, coming, that's not coming to me right now, but w once they take that office, it's a lifetime office. It's a lifetime office. All things considered and things going well, it is a lifetime office. And so um, uh, we do understand that. So again, they say things that are, uh, that are law and upheld in this. But I said last week that our mouths uh, serve as an instrument for most transactions that happen in our lives. You know, our mouths have a great responsibility in that regards. And so uh, I want to start with this definition uh, talking about decrees. You know, we're talking about you shall decree a thing. So in the Merriam-Webster Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, it gives, uh, you know, the definition of decree. And so I want to look at the noun as well as for the verb. And then we're just going to keep building and building and building a case. And God's got some things in store for us. So the noun for decree, it, the definition is this. It's an order usually having the force of law. And you don't have to write this down. You could actually just look it up again because, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of go through some things. But again, it's an order usually having the force of law. Hold up. Let me. Uh, there we go. And then it also says this it's a religious ordinance enacted by council or uh, someone that's ahead. So, for an example, it gives an example of a papal, uh, you know, decree. It gives an example of like the pope when the pope makes a decree. But then it also says this it's a, a decree is a judicial decision of the Roman emperor or a judicial decision of a court. Now, that part I got to say again. It is a judicial decision of the Roman emperor or a judicial decision of a court. And of course, Roman emperor, you could also say king as well. And so um, I make mention of that port. So now in the verb format, we know to decree a thing. So it's a command or enjoin. Uh, it means to, to command or enjoin to bring together by or as if by decree. And then it also has this uh, last terminology here by verb to determine or order judicially. And so, again, we have this 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 strong terminology here. And to decree something is a very it is not a light thing when you make a decree. So it's not something uh, that is said casually. So making a decree is very significant. And so for us to for God to, uh, you know, be dealing with us in this regards, because uh, I got this word uh, maybe uh, sometime early in the week. Actually, I had it a while. It was just a matter of when he wanted to you know, talk about it. So early in the week, he was like, OK, we're going to talk about decrees uh, this week and not knowing uh, that Justice Ginberg was going to be passing away. So uh, God is so good. So now in the Hebrew uh, I, I can't even fully expound upon that because, you know, the Hebrew has layers of definitions and meanings. But we're going to focus in on this particular point uh, as it pertains uh, to the Hebrew word decree here. So it's just one uh, finite aspect, but we're going to expound upon it today. And so uh, it has a multitude, again, of, of implications and meanings. But I want to look at this first mention of this word, uh, davar. And so it's spelled D-A-B-A. 
A-R in the Hebrew, but again, it means decree as well as other implications as well. But that's D-A-B-A-R. But the first mention of this, uh, you know, first mention is important because, again, in the court of law, it establishes precedence. So we want to see this here. So turn with me to Genesis. This will be our first text. Genesis chapter 11, one that we're familiar with. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 7. But there was some revelation uh, that comes about, you know, in this regards. And I was like, God, you are so awesome. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 7. And while you're doing that, if you can, just hit share and share, share this as well, because this is going to be such a profound word because it's his word. His word is always profound. Um, but Father, we thank you for speaking this day in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And someone could just say right now, Lord, I hear your voice. Lord, I hear your word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. So here we go. I'm reading from the New King James Version, Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 7. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. <laughs> and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a land that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and dwelt there. Verse three. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language and this is what they begin to do now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them come I'll stop at verse 7 come let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech whoa <laughs> There's so much in that. And so we're going to kind of walk through this glory to God. Uh, yeah, I feel the presence of the Lord already. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, so here we go. So you may be saying, you know, when you look at that text, you might say, well, man, you know what? I don't see the word decree. So now we're going to backtrack. I, I love, I, I so took this to heart when our apostle Harry Jones, it, it just struck me when he said, when you go through scripture, go slow walk slow. So I took that to heart. And it's something, the more I get with God, the more we start walking slower. We run in some aspects, but in his word, he's like, hey, slow down and listen and watch and see and write. So now you might be saying, I don't see the word decree. And so now here's the thing. When you look at the first verse, it might almost appear redundant because it says now the whole earth had one language and one speech. You know, in our in our understanding, you would think of language and equate it with speech. But I want to reread it uh, so that way we understand that term speech in a different context. So now when you hear it, it kind of opens up some things in another way. So now it says this in verse one, and I'm rereading it, uh, I guess the Sir Walter translation, so to speak. Now the whole earth had one language and one decree. Huh? I got to say that again. Now the whole earth had one language and one decree. I need to say that a third time. Now, the whole earth had one language and they had one decree at this time. And so, of course, this was before they were all, you know, the, the breakup and all that type of stuff. We understand this to be the Tower of Babel. 
But I need to share this part because now when you start to think about, okay, everyone had one language. They spoke a common language, but now this one decree, where did this one decree come from? It came from here. It's in Genesis. You're familiar with it. But they were operating off of, uh, at least originally, off of this uh, decree in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And I'm just going to read it. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image. This is a decree. This is a statement. This is a judicial order of the Lord. And God said, verse 26, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female <laughs> created he them. Another message to dig into another time. But this is God's order, God's decree. Right. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That was the first decree and order with force that came with the blessing. That was the first decree issued regarding man so again we see so now man at this point in genesis 11 man has this they have the image of god they have his likeness they have been given dominion and check this out they have his blessing but now they have his blessing to be fruitful they have his blessing to multiply they have his blessing to replenish they have his blessing to subdue this is all a part of the decree. So they have one language and now they were under this one decree. So now here I want to kind of talk a little bit about decrees because this we have to understand the nature of decrees to really be able to function in them properly. And so first thing, uh, when we understand that we have the decrees, one thing that we want to make sure that we do is that that decrees must be aligned. That the decrees, when we talk about you shall decree a thing, our decrees must be aligned. Our decrees must be aligned. So decrees are not accidental. <laughs> I said it before, they're not, they're not casual, they're not happenstance. So decrees are not accidental. But misaligned decrees cause accidents. <laughs> they can cause accidents and unintended results. So our decree, we understand this, our decree has to line up with what God has said. Our decree has to line up so that way we can get the proper actualization. So when we look at this, God said in Genesis, let us make man in our image. Now, it was interesting that man who now has this image, who has this dominion, who has this blessing, they in turn came to the point and said, well, man, you know what? Let us make a name for ourselves. So we have the original let us. But then man came up with another decree. They came up with a misaligned decree and said, well, let us make a name for ourselves. And, 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 and when we see the things that man said that we were going to do, hey, we're going to make bricks. We're going to make a tower and we're going to make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered. So then had to, God had to come back with another let us. And it's not that he said this often. He said, let us make man in our image. But then he says in Genesis 11, OK, now let us come down and confuse what's going on. Let us confuse this language of men. 
Because what we see, God had to visit and disrupt what men were building in their own self-ambition and making a name for themselves. And so even when we think about it today in this, this disruption that's going on in society, you know, I just believe that many men have gotten prideful and decided, matter of fact, I know it. Many men have gotten prideful and decided to make a name for themselves, to make a brand for themselves, to build structures and followings after themselves. <laughs> My goodness, even some churches have built these magnificent towers, but they have become a place of not worshiping God, but just worshiping the ability of men. So men have made a name for themselves. And so God and so uh, so God says, hey, you know, what? that's not good. So he's redirecting us, getting us back to the original intent, getting us back to the one decree. To the one decree. And so we have to align with his heart. We have to align our decree with his decree. Now, when I started looking at that, uh, I, you know, I started noticing that, man, you know what? Language follows the decree. They made a decree first and then language followed. They made the decree first and then language followed. So when you think about it, even in the court of law that there or when you in, in court rulings that decrees, in other words, the decision is made. But what they have to do now, they have to craft language that follows that decision so other people can follow it. And so because man had now made a different decree, God said, hey, you know what? That language, man, we can't let that language be crafted because otherwise nothing will be withheld with them. Nothing will be withheld with them. So God had to interrupt that language because it's like, look, that decree is is interrupting my plan for humanity. So even though I'm not going to. I can't stop the decree that I've already established for men, but now I have to interrupt their language. <laughs> I have to cause some confusion so that way they, they, don't, <laughs> they don't block what I've established for humanity and the redemption of humanity. Because God had already established some plans, some things uh, that he had already predetermined from the beginning of time what he was going to do for humanity. So, again, our decrees must be aligned. If you're making any statement, it has to be aligned with the voice of God. It has to be aligned with the heart of God. So, again, we don't want to make decrees. It's not just a casual thing out of self-ambition because we want it. That's a different spirit. Calling down fire. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> not knowing what manner of spirit we're for, of. And not even calling down fire, but maybe starting fires. <laughs> not knowing what manner of spirit we are, of what we're of. Oh, yeah, we're going to pull this all together. All right, so decrees must be aligned. Someone just say, my decree must be aligned. Now, here's the other thing in connection with that, very closely connected to this. Decrees must be authorized. That means that there is an authority that comes with decrees. There's an authority. So decrees come with authority. So someone just make this confession, this statement right now. Say, I am authorized to make decrees on behalf of the kingdom of God. We need to say that one more time. I am authorized. This is a confession now. I am authorized to make decrees on behalf of the kingdom of God. So now that brings us to an awareness that we have authority. We have been given delegated authority to be able to make decrees on behalf of the kingdom of God. So, again, this is not a declaration of independence from the kingdom. <laughs> we come aligned and we've been authorized with his authority. And so now when we make decrees, 
the authority that we have. Here's one thing that I want us to, and of course we know this, but some might not. Because sometimes we can look at certain things and feel like that our decrees have to be said with a certain bravado or, or things of that nature. And there are moments when that can be the case where we make a decree and it's real, this so great. But here's the key. I just want to want, want us to all remember that's not necessarily always the case. That could be something that could become that could be a secondary thing. But the first thing is understanding where the authority actually comes from and speaking on behalf of that authority, something that is already great. And so, again, it's not in the when we make a decree, it is not in the volume of our voice. I got to say that again. Making a decree is not so much the authority of it is in the volume of our voice. But Jesus says this, lo, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It's in the volume of the book of what is written. As a matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, it says this. Then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. So Jesus was like, look, I'm coming in the volume of the book of what is written. I'm coming in the authority. So even when he made that matter of fact, people understood this about Jesus. Jesus talked and taught as one having authority. People understood, oh, there's a distinction when he talks. He's not just talking. He's coming with something. And Jesus is like, look, I'm not even coming in and, in and of my own accord. I'm coming in the volume. Of the book which is written of me. So if if it seems something that is loud and forceful, it's because of the force of, of, of God that has already been established. In the supreme court of heaven. Because that's where our connection is. Come on, Holy Ghost. So now when we make decrees again, I'm not saying you can be loud. You can be loud. But you can also be soft and still have that same authority because of the knowing, because of the proximity, because of the relationship that you have and because of the alignment, I should say, that you have. So when you have the alignment, then you have the authority. <laughs> when you are aligned, then you have the authority to be able to carry out what thus saith the Lord. Come on. So someone's again now just say, say, I am authorized. To make decrees on behalf of the kingdom. So we just thank God for that authority right now. We thank God for that authority. Here's another point. Decrees must be activated. That's where that force comes in. That's where that force comes in. Decrees are backed by a reason. Oh, decrees are tied to purpose. And I think this is one of the revelatory parts that 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 we just just need to that we can grow in our understanding of. Because sometimes, you know, the Lord, even as a, even as I was coming into this understanding, it just brings me to, I guess, a greater level of maturity and just operating efficiently and effectively within the courts of heaven. And then with even in the spirit realm, understanding is like, hey, now I want you to understand, don't just make a decree without a purpose. Because sometimes, you know, it could be innocent and God can still honor that. You know, we can say things like, man, you know, I decree, I decree. And, you know, and then we just say things and then we just make decrees. But then God was just reminding me, hey, 
Now I want you to understand that decrees that come from heaven, decrees that have been uh, aligned and authorized, they have intent. They have purpose with them. In other words, they have a why. Decrees have a why behind them. And so that's where the activation comes in. So the original decree's purpose that we see here, that we see even in Genesis, the original decree that God had for men, what it was, it was the why was an expression of God's goodness. And so God said it because he created everything else and said it was good. But then when he came to this part and created man, and guess what? He established this. He established this before actually what? Forming the dirt, right? <laughs> and breathing into Adam. So he established this. So it was an expression of his goodness. It was his why. Before he even did anything, before he even formed the dirt, he already had his why. <laughs> My goodness. That's when it could be actual. Act, that's, what, that was, that's what was the source of his activation. It was the why. And so now, again, I got to say this. God's original decree, his purpose was a declaration of his own goodness, of his governing. And so I said it when he made everything, was, it was good. But then when he made man, he said it was very good. So someone just say right now, I am very good. <laughs> you might not feel like it, but, but, but now you're just saying that and you're aligning your decree with what he had already established for you. <laughs> for your life to be very good, to be very honorable. My goodness. And so what man did, they changed the decree. They changed the decree and again said, let's make a name for ourselves. So God said, hey, I'm not going to stop my own decree, which I've already established for you. But again, I'm going to I got to shift up the language. I got to shift up the language. But then he says this now, but he still gives us authority when we come back into alignment. When we come back into alignment, then he gives us this authority. It's in Job chapter 22, verse 28. I'm going to pull up my my, my King James Bible here. Job, J-O-B. <laughs> Your job is to do this in Job. <laughs> Job chapter 22, verse 28, it says, And thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Here's why. Here's the why. And the light. Because here's the thing. Oftentimes, you know, even I catch myself doing this sometimes. You know, I will quote this, and I will stop at that point. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Oh, but God says, hey, don't forget the purpose in the decree and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Meaning that we're going to decree a thing and establish so that way light can come forth in our living and how we operate and how we move and how we conduct our lives. Oh, so there's a why connected to the decree. And, and, and that's what brings about is that why that that brings about that activation. That fullness of activation, I, I should say, that reason for activation. And then here's another thing, because when we are activated, when we are decreeing a thing with the with the right alignment, with the right authority and with the right with the right why. <laughs> angels hearken to that. Angels come because of the reason. Angels come because, hey, you know what, there's alignment, there's a believer, there's a saint, there's a child of God making a declaration that is aligned, that has been authorized, and so now they have the right why, so now we have assistance for this decree to help enforce it. 
Yeah, and so even when you think about it, man, there's so many countless uh, accounts where we have angels that will come to make a decree or make a declaration, but then state their why they were there. They weren't just showing up just to show up. I mean, you think about it, they would come, I mean, you think about when Mary had an encounter with the angel. He said the purpose of him being there, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of the Lord, and boom, he shared his why for being there and why she was chosen. Even when Joshua was getting ready to go, uh, uh, they were getting ready to go take on some territory. And then an angel came up before them, a sword drawed, and Joshua was like, look, are you for us or are you against us? And the angel said, look, I'm neither. I'm a commander of the Lord's army. Stated his why, stated his reason, and then, then continued on uh, for, for purpose. And then Joshua, that's when he bowed down and was like, okay, what is it that the Lord is saying? And then the angel began to speak and declare the why, to declare the reason. So now when you, when we, when we all together, when we are decreeing and establishing things, we want to make sure that we have God's purpose with it. So now it's like, look, now it's saying oh, whew, that we're decreeing and saying things on purpose. So now let me slow that down. So now just someone just say right now, say my decree is on purpose. Ah, in the name of Jesus. So now with that, God's angels come because of the why. But then also fallen angels would come because of the lack of God's why. See, angels come because of reason regardless. They will hearken to a declaration. So now we look at the Tower of Babel. Guess what? They were going to have some help to build that tower. They were going to have fallen angel help to build that. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll help you. Demonic influence, demonic enforcing. Oh, yeah, we'll help you make a name for yourself. We'll help you build up a tower to get to the place where we had fallen from. <laughs> we'll help so that way we can use your influence to, to now govern and speak from the heights over this earth. So God's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm disrupting that because that is not the order in which I've established that. So God's just realigning and reestablishing some things based upon the decree that he's already said because of his why. And so we're aligning our decree with his right now in Jesus name. We're on his purpose. So now the question is this. And it's a weighty question, but for us to consider, it's not just what we are decreeing, but why are we decreeing it? Not just what is coming out of our mouth, but why are we actually decreeing it? Why are we actually saying it? What is the motive? Is it for selfish ambition or is it something that God has already decreed and aligned? Because we can have a tendency as people to get off and do things on our own. Oh, we've showed, demonstrated that tendency. I, well, I can speak personally. <laughs> I know I've showed, showed that uh, tendency in my own life to start to do my own thing with that same decree. That same decree that God has blessed over my life with that same image, with that same likeness and that same dominion. But then my heart and my mindset and then my words get misaligned and then I get off. And God does that individually. He does, he does, and we see that individually as a family, as a nation, as a world. So now again, not just what are you decreeing, but why are you decreeing it? Does your why align with his why? Does your why align with what has already been written in the volume of the books? And then 
If it's a question, are you properly interpreting as a judicial official of the kingdom of heaven? Are you properly interpreting the covenant of what God has already written? That's why we have to rightly divide the word of God, to rightly divide the word of truth. We have to rightly interpret the word and not just the letter, but the spirit of it. To not get off just because of our own desires, just because of our own wants. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Do not make up a God said. It is so easy to do because we are created in the godlike image, in the godlike identity, in the godlike likeness. And then if we allow our own hearts and desires to become independent of his, then we can make up something thinking that God said it. And then we start decreeing a thing and the God's like, whoa, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Because you can get off on a good thing, but not a God thing. Ah, so again, don't make up a decree. If God has not said it, the Bible says this, he will give you the desires of the heart. The way that I came to understand it was God will give you what to desire. <laughs> if, if, if we align ourselves properly. So again, don't make up a decree. If your why does not align up with his why, prepare for some confusion. I want to say that again. If your why does not align up with his why, prepare for some confusion. If your activation has not been authorized and has not been aligned, prepare for some confusion. So if there is some confusion going on right now in your life, it's like, well, hold up. What has been the decree that has gone forth that has not been properly aligned or properly authorized? Where have I gotten off or where have we gotten off collectively? Come on, justices. Yeah, I'm calling you a justice. Come on. <laughs> Come on, justices. Whoa, seated in heavenly places. Mm. Don't come up off your seat. <laughs> oh, yes, I just heard that. Some of the say right now, I will not come up off my seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah, you said that, right? <laughs> so again, you can't make up a decree. It must be issued from on high and or confirmed in his word. So now that's one thing that, you know, uh, that I do realize that I try to be very mindful of words. You know, even as we're dealing with this, this mouth of the year and mouth, this, it's a whole lot to it that we're going to be unpacking. But right now God says, hey, I want you to start with principles in, my, in your vertical relationship with me. But he's then going to deal with us in how we talk and speak to even one another. Oh, but it's, it's just so much, you know, in this, in, in connection to the mouth in this year. But again, how we rule, how we make rulings, how we make decrees right now must be aligned and confirmed in this word. We cannot get off of that. This word is our constitution. But better yet, God says, this is your covenant this right here is what we speak. This right here is what we decree. This right here is what we declare. This right here is what we put in our mouth. Glory to God. Yeah. So again, decrees must be, what's the first thing? Somebody say it. Come on. Decrees must be what? I'm trying to hear you. <laughs> All right. Decrees must be aligned. 
Decrees must be authorized. Decrees must be activated. Decrees then become, when they are, when they are um, aligned, when they are authorized, when they are activated, then they will become actualized. Then your decree will become actualized. Glory to God. This is important for legislative purposes in the spirit realm because some things aren't loose. Hear this. Some things aren't loose until you declare the purpose, until you decree the purpose and make it known. Some things are not loosed to you until you decree the purpose. And so God was showing me this. He was like, you could decree a thing and it should be established, but some things won't be loose to you until you declare the reason why. Some things won't be actualized in the decree until you declare why it is being decreed in the first place. Uh, do we need to see this? Do we need to see? Okay, yes, we got some time. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 19. I'm going to give some people some time to get to there. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. Come on. Luke chapter 19, starting at verse 28. Glory to God. Somebody just shout unto God with a voice of triumph right now. Hallelujah. Come on, that shout unto God with the voice of triumph is going to be very important in just a little bit. Luke chapter 19, uh, verse 28. I was just going to reference this, but I need, this, I need us to see this. And it says this, and when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending. Somebody just say, I am ascending. Ha, <laughs> ha. Ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Somebody just underline that he sent two. Or you can just even underline he sent. <laughs> but he sent two of his disciples. Oh my God. Saying, Go ye into the village over against you. And the witch at your you're entering, ye shall find a colt or young donkey tied, whereon yet never man sat loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, why do you loose him? Thus ye shall say unto him, because the Lord hath need of him. Verse 32, and they that were sent, and they that were sent went their way. And found, even as he had said unto them, and as they were loosing the coat, verse 33, the owners thereof said unto them, why loose the coat? And I'm going to stop at verse 34. And they said, the Lord had need of him. I got to say it again. Some things aren't loose to you until you declare the purpose and make it known. So now. You remember traveling sometimes, you know, if you're, when you're carrying certain goods, you have to declare them. Some of you that have traveled overseas and internationally, they give you this card before coming into a territory where you have to declare goods, when you have to declare uh, what is in your possession from another territory. <laughs> you have to declare goods. You have to make a declaration so that way that government knows what it is that you are carrying. So now what we what we have to do as as people of God, as sent ones. Remember, Jesus sent uh, these two disciples with his authority, with a decree in their mouth. So Jesus had already declared beforehand what is going to take place. 
But then he tells these disciples, he sends them. So this decree is also apostolic in nature. So even what, we, what is even taking place amongst us in this season right now, uh, in this feast of trumpets, in this uh, uh, transitioning of a Supreme Court justice, in this new year on God's calendar, you have the apostolic and the prophetic coming together. You have the sent word and, the, and, and, and what has been declared coming together. So anyways, so those who were sent their way. So again, it's not their own way. They were sent under the direction and under the decree of the Lord Jesus. What many people do now, they, they sent, but it isn't sent. They were too many people went. They weren't sent. We have too many people that just left and were not sent properly. And I'm talking about with the authority that God has given to men. All right. Anyways, another story, another message, another time. Uh, maybe we'll get to that. But again, it was it was decrees that was the, that was declared and Jesus made this decree. And so what you find, decrees come from kings, decrees come from judges. And so Jesus tells his disciples, hey, you're going to find a young coat. You're going to find a young donkey. And then this is what I love. This is what I love. Because, again, I said decrees will be actualized, right? When those two disciples, when they were asked, when they were confronted, I should say, hey, what are you doing? Because guess what? Decrees don't come without confrontation. Ah, decrees do not come without somebody testing or without rebellion. Again, we go back to the Genesis of 11. Man said, let us make a name for ourselves. Already had the decree of the Lord. But then it said, let us make a name for ourselves. It was a rebellion. It was a confrontation. And God says, hey, we got to disrupt that. But here, even when you think about it today, here you have the laws of the land. And what do you have? In our own nation, you have a confrontation. People rebelling against the decrees. Here you have, even in the spirit, even in our own lives, when God will make a statement and, and then we have, we have a, well, it, it all goes back to Satan, the father of lies, hath God not said, to bring things into question. Hey, what are you loosening that donkey for? This is what those two disciples had to do. They had to decree what Jesus had already declared. The Lord, they had to decree the purpose, the reason why, for it to be actualized. The Lord had need of this. And the Lord reminded me of this. It was this moment, uh, and this is a, a, such a natural example, but it was so true, even as it pertains to my wife and I, when we bought our first home together, she had already had a home. You know, I... You know, I, I, my life was apostolic being sent aware, just being an army brat. So I, I just bounced around. I traveled around a lot. <laughs> but when we got when we came together and then when we purchased our first home together, it came to the one moment where we were prostrate on the floor uh, in prayer. And I just heard the Lord so speak to my heart and I said it out of my mouth. The Lord have need of this house. And I made that decree and established some things. But guess what? I didn't realize after making that decree that it was going to come with some contention. I didn't understand that I was going to have to contend for that home. If I would have understood, I, I could have made some additional decrees because what wound up happening, that actual home that we purchased together, we lost. Went into foreclosure. But God is a redeemer of time. So even some things that we may have forfeited. Oh, the guy says, hey, Lord, I'm redeeming the time right now, but I need you to establish the right decree. I need to make sure that you get aligned. 
because it was some stuff how, long story, you know, it was some things that I didn't fully follow and follow some other instructions, you know, of, of, of men, uh, uh, some, some wisdom that God had given so that way we can contend and maintain that home. Anyways, that was, I don't believe that was God's original intent, but still, he can still bring us back to his original intent. It's like, hey, get a line because guess what? I still have designed for you to replenish, subdue, to multiply, to have dominion, to be blessed in Jesus' name. So now to do that then, we just have to align our decree in order for it to be actualized. So I said that to say this, even if you're believing now, this is the thing that God, God just highlighted. He was like, hey, because you know what? This moment was in preparation for Jesus' triumphant ascension into Jerusalem. Triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He was like, hey, I'm getting ready to come into Jerusalem. Go get me something to ride on. <laughs> so he was riding on a word that was already established. <laughs> Woo! So he's saying this, hey, now I want you, you shall decree a thing for me to ride on. But I need you to loose it. Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. I need you to loose that word. So now partner with my word to loose that word in the earth realm so that way I can ride on it. Oh, did you catch that? The donkey was tied up. The young colt was tied up. But it had to be loose for Jesus to be ride, to, to ride on it, to be able to come into Jerusalem. Oh, so now what God is saying, for things that might be tied up in this earth realm, I need you to partner with my words. It could be, it could be a property. The Lord was telling me even, and this is just a confession, just even as it pertains for the building, it's like, hey, you know what? State the purpose why. If you're believing for a home, state the purpose why. Get connected, get aligned, get authorized. Come into agreement, get activated with what God is saying about a home, a business, whatever the case may be. State the reason why, and then, whoa, then we come into this actualization. Then we come into this actualization. So now God says, hey, I want you to, some things, until you state the reason why, it has to be loose. So what we have to do first is loose our tongue, loose our decree. Spend some time. God, what is it that you are saying on this matter? If it's not aligned with his word, don't make up a decree. If it's not what he said, don't make it up because you're going to get the wrong kind of help for the actualization thinking that God has blessed you. The enemy can empower too. When we give that permission, he can empower too. That's why Jesus had to take that authority back because men had foreclosed on it. Wow. Men had forfeited it. And God says, hey, I want my house back. <laughs> oh, yeah. God says, there is no foreclosure on my house. Come on. I am not losing my house. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! There was no foreclosure on my house. Even while the world will be coming into foreclosure of something. Oh, So now, even in the midst of this confusion and calamity that might be going on in the world and people in the world feeling the pressure, guess what? They're going to have to come up off some properties. Oh, they're going to have to come up off some things. They're going to have to come up off some opportunities. They're going to have to come up off some seats. And God is saying, hey, in this season, in this moment right now, I need you to loose your tongue, to loose your decree, so that way I can ride on it and bring you into possession of it. 
Oh, the Lord has need of this seat. Oh, the Lord has need of the Supreme Court justice seat. Oh, the Lord has need of this house. Oh, the Lord has need of this vehicle. Oh, the Lord has need of this. If God has said it, if, if God has said it. And again, it's not just our own will and our own self-ambition. No, 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 no. Not making a name for ourselves. Forget that. That's done. If God has said it, then we got to decree it. And when people ask, well, why are you saying it? Because the Lord has need of it. Why are you saying it? Because God has said it. So now the limits are off now. There's nothing too big if God has said it. There's nothing too big. There's nothing beyond him. There's nothing beyond him. It's nothing beyond the reach of his word. So that's why he's saying now in this earth realm, you shall decree a thing and that shall be established because light has to come. Light has to come. Glory to God. So now the significance of this, even in this time with the Feast of Trumpets, I have already alluded to this. But let, let's tie this thing together because this is the beginning. We are now in the year of 5781 on God's calendar. What this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What this is, this is uh, uh, an announcement of God, a pronouncement of God. This Feast of Trumpets, I want to kind of give a little bit of context to let some people know this actually took place um, in Exodus chapter 19. And so, uh, we, you know, we actually talked about this part uh, for our winning community uh, and hearing the voice of God. But this is, you know, in the moment where God was actually told Moses, hey, gather the people together because I'm going to speak to everybody. I'm going to speak to the whole nation. And so what took place, God, you know, they gathered at the foot of the mountain because, you know, they, they could not go up on the mountain because they was going to die. <laughs> but they were gathered at the foot of the mountain. And then God began to speak and he showed up and the manifest presence, the manifest glory of God came in thunder, came in lightnings, came in the shaking of the earth. Did we not just have an earthquake in California, 4.6 on the Richter scale in Southern California? Aren't there fires? And aren't there... So anyways, God, my God. So God came in the quaking of the earth. But here's the thing. It also said that God came in a loud, long blast of the trumpet. And this was heaven's trumpet. And the Bible said that it kept getting louder and louder and louder. So this was the environment. This was the Feast of Trumpets where, where we see the, the first, first um, um, location where, where the trumpet was blasted from heaven. And God was speaking and God was talking. But then what took place after that was, here you go, the Ten Commandments came forth in the very next chapter in Exodus chapter 20. So it was a judicial thing that took place. It was a supreme, supreme court that had made an announcement. These shall be the laws of man. The decrees went forth of God. The decrees came forth. So now this is such a high time in the spirit because we have the transition of a Supreme Court justice of, of law that, 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 that there is now a vacancy. And I just believe that God is calling us as believers, as Supreme Court justices in the spirit realm. I don't have time to go there, but, but, but believers are judges. Ah, yeah, we, we judge angels. Uh, so anyways... <laughs> So God is calling for Supreme Court justices to begin to fill the atmosphere with the decrees of the Lord in his mouth. Because God is the one who puts up authority and then puts another down. So we declare the why. 
we declare the why. Now, I'm just going to say this is just my personal view. And again, I'm not saying this politically in anything. I just think this is a kingdom thing. It's not about left, right, Republican, Democrat, although we see that in the earth realm. I just believe that this to be a kingdom thing uh, because uh, God has established life. There are some things that he has established in his principle for decree of man, man and woman, life. Again, that's, a, that's, that's so beyond men's political system. It's, it's just kingdom. And so what God in these last days is just positioning this earth realm for, uh, there's some life that has to come up for his kingdom agenda that's going to make a name for him. So now we as Supreme Court justice believers that have the decree, then we decree, God, look, you, you put up, because you're setting the stage, God, for your agenda, you put who you desire in the seat. Now he will use men for any purpose. He will use good for men. He will use men for judgment. And even men that think that they're being used, it's like, man, I'm being used of the Lord. Yeah, why? <laughs> so, so anyways, but God says, hey, look, there's an opening of justice. Or we can even look at this symbolically as well. That maybe, here's another way to look at it, that justice has died and I need my people to decree justice in the land. Mm, come on, Holy Ghost. Because God says this in Micah. You remember he says, look, man, you know what is good. Remember how God expressed and decreed out of his goodness? So he says, oh, man, you know what is good and what the Lord does require of you but to do justice. And to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. That's Micah 6, 8 for reference. So we have to decree justice in this season. With the right alignment, with the right authority. So that way we can have actualization because people are decreeing justice, but they're not aligned properly. And they're not going to see the actualization of it. Not true justice, not true reform, not true reformation and transformation. We have to come into alignment. Ah, glory to God. Glory to God. So what you decree out of your mouth is important. So let me share this. It was a time of prayer. Um, that, 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 that our family had in celebration of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah and the Feast of Trumpets. You know, it began at 6 o'clock uh, officially last night and goes through 6 p.m. Uh, this evening. But as we were praying, you know, I noticed my daughter, you know, she got uh, this beautiful journal right here. And, you know, God just began to speak to her. And she not knowing uh, what God had already placed upon my heart. But I just want to ask her, if we're just going to do this, but I'm going to ask my firstborn if she could just come up. And then I'll just have her speak loudly. But I just want her to read something in particular. And then we're going to activate, activate some things. And then we're going to have the sound of shofar to kind of seal uh, this moment. But you could just come on up. I'm going to just have her just kind of talk um, a, little, a little louder. Uh, it's not that we practice this, but, you know, she's open. Uh, but she has several things that God just began to speak to her on. So, again, she's sharing this now with the family. And, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. God. Not just what are you saying, but why are you saying this? So this is what God began to speak to her about. So you could just read that part right there, and then you could just talk loud. Um, and yeah, and our mic, our mic will pick her up. Can you just say hello to everybody? We'll just do a little. Hi. <laughs> Can everybody hear? Glory to God. All right. So you could just read that part right there. I think declaring things out of your mouth is absolutely powerful, and I think Holy Spirit knows it too. 
Um, because most of the time people could be talking and not know they went to another level or shifted someone else's spirit. Um, so you have to listen to what comes out of your mouth. I can feel when something is shifted to another dimension because it's like I feel it towards my stomach area, mm-hmm. which is um, why we can sense if something has a good spirit or a bad one. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let, let me just hold on to that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's my number one. And so... Um, this right here, even coming out of her mouth, the reason why she had to say it is because that she, her name has already been declared victory and joy. And so coming out of her mouth, I think it's prophetic and strong. So I just want to kind of add some additional force to what has been declared. I think declaring things out of your mouth is absolutely powerful. And I think Holy Spirit knows it, too. Most of the time, people could be talking and not know that they have gone to another level or have shifted someone's spirit. So the declaration now is you have gone to another level. We see the ascension, right? Jesus was ascending up to Jerusalem. You have ascended. Someone say again, I have ascended. And my decrees are shifting the spirit realm. Say it again. Say, I have ascended. And my decrees are shifting the spirit realm. So now the Lord told me this because I was, I was so up and I was so just stirred, especially coming off of the apostolic and prophetic intensive, knowing the word that God had already given me, but coming off the apostolic and prophetic temps, uh, 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 intensive. Uh, so I was just up. And then before I closed my eyes, I heard the Lord speak this to my heart. Your decree, meaning this day, your decree will be charged this day as that of a trumpet. Meaning that God is charging your decree. And charge means several different things. Not only is it being electrified, but he's giving your decree a charge this day. A charge to keep. A command, meaning that it's being sent. Your decree today that's going to come out of your mouth from this point on is, is, has gone to another dimension of being apostolic. Of being sent and loosening things. Yeah, our decrees are now just have another dimension of being apostolic. Remember, we got this precedence here in Jesus. We have this precedence that we can now enforce. That's what we have the responsibility to do, to enforce that which we see in the Constitution or in the principle of God's law and spirit. We have the responsibility to enforce it. So now God's saying that your decree will be charged this day. And our declaration, our decree will be in the sound in the spirit realm as a trumpet in this year and decade of the mouth. But then what this is all doing is in preparation of the Lord's triumphant return. That's why we must shout up, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Whew, Thessalonians says this, that the Lord will return with a shout and the voice of an archangel and a trumpet. Glory to God. So let's make some decrees. We're going to activate some decrees right now, and then we're going to release this shofar. I'm going to get me a shofar, so help me God. But I want that long one, that one with that, that, that's got that little spiral. I'm going to get a shofar so I can blow it because my voice is an instrument. But someone just say right now, just someone just make this decree right now, just a simple one, but then I'm going to give you a specific instruction that God has. Just say this right now. Repeat after me. Say, I shall live and not die. And now we're going to say, here's the why. Here's the why. To declare the works of the Lord. I shall live and not die because I will... Declare the works of the Lord. 